Welcome everyone, you're listening to another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. I'm Chris, and I'm here with Denise. Hi. And we have a very special guest with us this afternoon. It is Casey from Trinity Street Coffee Bar, our very own local... Cool place. Cool place to hang out and drink coffee and drink other things. Spirits. (laughs) Hi, everybody. (laughs) So yeah, so yeah. Hello, Casey. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, I guess we can. Uh, what? Am I too squeaky? Yes. Stop. Uh, it's atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it for our audience. It shows oh, that yeah. it's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting on a very squeaky chair right now. Okay, I will. I'll do my best to not move. Thank I'm, you. I'm really fidgety. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? I was about to say something before you interrupted me. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, was it that we are in the coffee yes. bar? Yes. Yes. It was that we are recording on location there it is. at Trinity Street. Yes, we are. Right here in Decatur, Texas. That is right. <laughs> so, uh, so how how's your day been, Casey? It's been good. Uh, I had the day off from behind the bar, so I got to get some work done on the computer side, uh, and I also play disc golf every sunday and so i went and did that oh wow awesome. yeah that's fun yeah that's what i do in my off time mm-hmm. cool. th- mm-hmm. then went to west oak our other coffee shop and sat there had coffee had something to eat got to talk with the baristas over there and met a couple new faces so that was an awesome day yeah cool. yeah. yeah west oak is cool and yes. in denton yep yeah uh do they still have the bone mill no there? <laughs> Did you ever have that? Yes, I did. Did you like it? It was. It, it, I will say it is worth experiencing once, but it's not something that I would ever a lot get of people, again. Yeah, a lot of people felt that way. It was a very interesting and savory take on a coffee drink. Didn't sell super well, but it led the way to for another way of creating a drink. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was cool. It's like, are you? Am I drinking broth or am I drinking coffee? <laughs> and then it was hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's spicy. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, how long have you been working at Trinity now? So, I've been working at Trinity since we opened, which was okay. November 20th of 2017. And so, we're almost at our two-year mark. Two yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. And that's how long I've been working here. I've been in the coffee industry mm-hmm. for about five years, almost six now. Cool. Um, I used to live up in Amarillo. Okay. And that's where I got my start in the coffee industry. Ooh. Right on. And uh, where did you start? You didn't do a, a brief stint at Starbucks or anything, did you? I did not. A lot of our staff actually has come mm-hmm. from Starbucks, mm-hmm. but I personally did not. I was looking for a job as soon as I graduated college, and my local coffee shop was hiring called Palace Coffee Company. And so I went to work for them for about one and a half to two years, and then I moved from that coffee shop to go help a local roaster open their coffee shop, mm-hmm. which was called Evocation. Oh. And so I worked there for about another two years. And then I've been down here. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Right on. So you've, you've kind of, you've been the on the barista side of things. Yes. And then you've also, you worked with roasters. So did you do learn any of the roasting process and things like that yes, as well? Yes. I, I have roasted before, not too much, 
I know the process of it very well, but sitting in front of a hot roaster by yourself down in a room <laughs> yeah. is not where I thrive. Sure. I thrive behind bar, talking to people, right. interacting with guests. And so that wasn't for me, <laughs> but I loved learning it and yeah. even, even getting to know the process of it helps you out behind the bar yeah. to understand what you're serving mm-hmm. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about like coffee notes and things like that, you have a little more grasp of yes. what that means. Yes, from from the beginning side, yes. of it, not just what we're given here at the shop. Right. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Yeah, it's a thankless job roasting coffee, huh? Yes. Just it, sitting there and waiting I mean, for it. To- <laughs> they do a great job of it, and there are a certain group of people that mm-hmm. just love science and love to developed all of these new flavors that go on with the coffee and i mean they roast the coffee five to six different times before we even get it at the shop because they have to make sure that it's the flavor is developed in the correct way for what they're trying to highlight Mm -hmm. in the coffee Mm -hmm. yeah so uh if i'm not mistaken you don't serve any dark roasts we have our version of a dark roast Mm -hmm. but it's not what people picture in their head as dark roast with the oils on the outside of the bean or anything like that Mm -hmm. we do have a dark roast that is that has the flavor characteristics of a dark roast without it getting the the smoky Mm -hmm. ashy flavor yeah the burnt flavor yeah but it still has that deep caramel cacao sweetness that goes along with it so it's really nice it's called pay dirt is the name of our dark dark roast Mm -hmm. and do y'all brew that here to serve yep we brew it Always on our brew bar, so we'll always have that as an option. Okay. I'm going to have to ask for that <laughs> yes. next time. Because I, I, I didn't know if y'all had any dark roast. I knew y'all had a lot of... Yeah, I, the, the I've never and... really found a dark roast that I necessarily mm-hmm. loved until we developed this one. Mm-hmm. Because it still had everything that I loved from like a dark roast coffee, but it didn't, like I said earlier, have that little burnt, ashy yeah. flavor mm-hmm. towards the end of it. I, I mm-hmm. ask because, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a fan of... I have been a fan of dark roast, dark roast in the yeah. past. It's always like just got to be like super dark and like roasted and you know yeah. burnt and and bitter and oh, yeah. you know over the <laughs> over the years I've learned that that you're really just getting a lot of the flavor of the roast and you're destroying the flavor of the coffee the yeah. bean itself when yeah. doing that. It's a very interesting process on how that happens as well, and I can get into that. If yeah, you no, that, that's where yeah. I'm going because you know, yeah. of course, you know yeah. more about so it than what, us. So what happens uh, during I mean, yeah. the Educate. roasting process <laughs> is that there are two big times in in your roasting process. There's uh, first crack, which is whenever the coffee starts to kind of open up and the flavors mm-hmm. start developing. Um, and you start caramelizing the sugars of the coffee itself through the roasting process. And then there's another point that you can get to if you push it long enough that is to second crack. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where you break down the cellular structure of the coffee bean itself, like the walls of the coffee bean. And so all of the oils that you all that taste really good that are developed on the inside are now on the outside. Okay. And so as those oils are sitting on the outside of the bean in the roaster, mm-hmm. those oils are cooking and so that is what you're getting as the flavor of oh. the roast. That's interesting. Like I did dark, not know that. Like the burnt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz it's cooking the oil on the yeah. outside yeah. yeah which are essentially sugars so it's kind of like you're whenever you're making caramel sauce mm-hmm. and you're getting it to that perfect point and it hits that perfect point and you're like gotta cut it off now right <laughs> or you look away for one second and, and you come back it's completely dark 
burnt. You can't use it at all. Yeah. That's the same thing that we're doing whenever we're roasting coffee is that we're caramelizing those sugars. And then eventually it would burn if Mm -hmm. you let it get there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Because I've heard some people say that, you know, you can tell if it's fresh or good because of the oil on the outside. Yeah. But, but you're not going to see that on a medium roast then. No, nope. you, you won't really see that on any of our coffees. Even our dark roast mm-hmm. still has all those delicious flavors on the inside of it. Okay. Yeah. Rez. A little coffee cool. roasting education for <laughs> yeah. our, our listeners. And yeah. It does sound very science-y. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so much that goes into it that I know kind of a little bit more on, but not much. Mm-hmm. Not to go into crazy. Right, and you yeah. said that that's not your favorite part anyway. So. It's a lot of chemistry <laughs> that goes on inside of the bean. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm more of a medium roast person now. Yeah. I mean, I still mm-hmm. like my dark roast sometimes, but but I like the a nice medium. Yeah, yeah. And you're very much a black coffee kind of person. Yes, I never. Well, put I'm more of a latte in. kind yeah, of that's, person. That's true. Hey, both are super tasty. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, both yeah. are awesome. <laughs> I really. I mean, to give you perspective, whenever I started out before getting into the coffee industry. I would go to Starbucks all the time, but my drink at Starbucks is was a grande vanilla latte with 12 raw sugar packets. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was, uh, it was a slow transition, yes. but it, it was a transition. <laughs> now just drinking espresso and black coffee on the dailies mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So where did the syrups come from? You guys make your own? Yes. So we make our own syrups and they change seasonally Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So we just released a ginger snap syrup. We brought back the yam spice syrup that we have. We always have our vanilla, our caramel, and then we have our mocha as well. So Mm -hmm. we always have those. But as coffee comes into season, uh, we like to sometimes highlight the coffee that we're serving Mm -hmm. with the syrups that we have uh, and vice versa. Kind of whatever the season is going on yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i just tried the ginger snap one and it was super good good like it was very good, good. i haven't I'll tried have that one yet i'll have to ask for that as well yeah yeah but i usually like have one syrup here that i'm like i love this syrup mm-hmm. and i'll try different things but most of the time i'm like i need this yes <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know we have very much enjoyed the rosemary lavender yes, yes. latte that's fantastic that Yep, it was one of our seasonal ones that was around for the yes. spring time and yeah. even last through the summer. But yeah, yeah. took it off for the fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the habanero, the coconut habanero. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. I yes. I liked all the castaway themed drinks <laughs> that you. you had. Those Thank are, you. Those are fantastic. <laughs> uh, some of them are pretty unusual, like the one with with haritos and uh, yeah and lime. Yeah, lime, but and with pineapple. coffee. Yeah, in the mango haritos and the coconut habanero syrup. And cold brew. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one was fun to come up with. I, I personally came up with that one. Uh, and basically what I wanted to do was make like a spicy mango salsa but as a drink. <laughs> and so that's kind of where it all came from. So when you make your own like recipes, do you just like, this is what I want to do and then just start throwing things together, tasting or yes, yeah, so like- it's it's <laughs> it can come from many different places. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have like a, a food or like something I experienced in like uh, the culinary side of the restaurant or mm-hmm. something that I want to duplicate but as a drink uh-huh. or it comes just from, you know, what are other things that are involved in the season. Uh 
like to influence the drink itself. Cool. So yeah, it, it all comes with experience of trying new things, mm-hmm. tasting different things, getting different experiences, and then how to manipulate that into either a coffee or cocktail beverage. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain amount of creativity that goes into that as well. Like yeah. it's not. It just could a be super simple, yeah, or it could be very hard one way or the other. So we have a new drink on our menu called the Seed to Cup. Mm-hmm. And that was one that one of our trainers over at West Oak actually came up with. And it was a fantastic drink. And it has a big backstory to it because it has every part of the coffee plant involved in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so with that, you have a cascara simple syrup, mm-hmm. which cascara is actually the tea from the coffee cherry itself. Uh, they dry out the cherry and they brew the husks as tea. So we made that into a simple syrup along with having uh, coffee blossom honey. Oh. We infuse that into heavy cream and then we have brewed coffee. And it's so that's why it's called Seed to Cup because it has all parts of the coffee process in it. That's cool. From the yeah. seed all the way to the brewing yes. and. All the way to the cup. The yes, yeah. all the way. To the all, cup. Everything yes. from when it grows to when it ends up in your cup. Yeah. That's so, yeah. It was, it's awesome to be able to have full creativity over our menu. Mm-hmm. And also getting with our other baristas and our other bartenders to help inspire them to come up with new drinks mm-hmm. and kind of push their boundaries. And if even if they have an idea we can help hash that out and make it into an actual drink. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our last cocktail menu actually had six different cocktails, and it was every one of them was from a different person, a different bartender, oh, a different barista. Yeah. yeah. That's very expressive, getting to come up with all the different um, the different kinds of drinks. And, and so, like, you know, you all infuse, infuse your own syrups here, right? Yeah, yeah, so we make all of our own syrups here. Uh, we don't have anything store-bought or anything like mm-hmm. that because we want to have total control over mm-hmm. the flavor mm-hmm. of every aspect of the drink, from the coffee to the syrup to the milk that we buy, um, all of it. That's how we cool. steam it, how we brew it. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun getting to you know, make something new every time a guest comes mm-hmm. and orders something. Mm-hmm. Opposed to somewhere that like a fast food chain restaurant or something that has stuff that's prepped and you just throw it in a bag ready to go. Right. And you just send them on their way. It's like, no, it's made to order every time. Mm-hmm. It is starts from the beginning all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really yeah. cool to watch too. Yeah. Like just as a customer, you it's come a, in and you're like, Oh, I want this. And just to watch it all happen. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's really cool. Yeah. We're always on a, I always say that we're always on a stage. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we can I mean, we can talk more about the details of, of drink making and coffee roasting and, and all that. Um, but you you said that you thrive more behind the bar. That yes. And you're you like to make the drinks and you like the interaction with yes. customers. Um, is that would you say that that's other other than being involved with coffee and such? Would you say that that's one of the the favorite parts of the job yeah so whenever i started out in the in the coffee industry i was just a patron of our coffee shop and it made Mm -hmm. me feel like a very it made me feel very special even though i wasn't getting like you know 
espressos and like these really cool pour overs or anything i was just like getting finale latte caramel latte anything mm-hmm. in that realm but they just made me feel very welcome and very at home and especially living i'm not from amarillo but i went to college up there and mm-hmm. so i went to my local coffee shop and they made me feel at home and so i wanted to provide that experience for yeah. other people that come into wherever i'm working whatever place mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. i want to give them that that place of having it's called a third place essentially yeah and it's not work and it's not home but it's somewhere in between to where you still feel very comfortable around the people that you're with almost like a cheers atmosphere yeah. style yeah exactly. wherever you go where everybody knows your name everybody knows and they're your always name. glad you came <laughs> yes always <laughs> and that's what we want to give to our guests here is just being able to be at third place yeah and so that's kind of what has made me grow in the coffee industry in that aspect. And whenever I was in college, one of the main things I wanted to do was help people. And through the coffee industry, I help people, not only my guests in front of me, mm-hmm. but every cup of coffee has a hundred hands that touch it at least before it gets here. Oh, and interesting. so we get to help out all of those people. All the, like all the jobs and all the everything, the, the, yeah. yeah. Everybody who's everywhere been involved that goes in from that. beginning to put the seed in the ground all the way through the guy who drives a truck mm-hmm. to get it to the roastery, mm-hmm. etc. Everywhere in between too. And then you get to make something awesome with it and serve it to we're somebody. The la- we're the last step, and in the, uh, we're the last people to touch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, coffee trees don't mature for at least three to five years before producing anything that can be even be sold. Mm-hmm. Who knows if it's even good until it's actually grown. And so you're taking a gamble on something for three to five years. Yeah. And so it's really cool to be at the very end of that long yeah. trek of the coffee industry. That is cool. That's, yeah. yeah. Right on. I, I, I like that. I like that, uh, um, that that's, some, that's kind of your philosophy yeah on it thank uh, you as someone you know as someone at the at the library who we do a lot of you know customer service and we yeah. have people um a lot of times that i mean that's really our philosophy that's what we want right, to right present and that's my favorite part of the job is is being able to yeah to, help to serve people. the community yeah that's, exactly that's what we're here just for. making everybody's day just slightly better yeah that's all what they're there for that's cool well, I know that I personally, when I come in here, I feel better. <laughs> like, Good. Just walking in, I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah this is going to be great. And then we get a cup to be of a coffee. Relaxed environment. And yeah. And it's crazy because most of the time, we're the first interaction that somebody has for their entire day. Right. When they most come of the time, morning. people wake up, they drive straight to the coffee shop, and then they go to work. Mm-hmm. And the way that we get to affect their day is so, like, mm-hmm. such a big task on us to make sure that we're in a really great mood and we're re- we're ready to set them up with their day for success and it's just like a really cool thing to be able to get to see somebody first thing mm-hmm. before they see anybody else because mm-hmm. you get to set the tone how they will handle and carry themselves throughout the day and yeah it's a very unique spot to be in yeah mm-hmm. that's fantastic yeah. yeah and i think it works the same way like whenever you're about to leave a place, mm-hmm. you know yes. they're going to go home. If they're relaxed and feel better, then they might have a you know nice evening, mm-hmm. yeah. good restful sleep. Yeah, I'm doing good to get to you know get up and and get ready and 
and go to work on time. So yeah. I, don't, I, I don't usually show up in the morning. Yeah. But it's more of an end, you know, it'd be more of an end of yes. day yes. spot for me. So we're, yes. we're not pro- morning people. Yeah. But you're also providing that, that end of day experience yes. where maybe the day was. Maybe it was, it was hard. Maybe they need to talk through something. That's yeah. what we're there for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're there to listen, to hear about their day while serving them a really tasty mm-hmm. beverage. Yeah. And I think that's something people don't really realize is that I think everybody in this room has heard very personal stories from people that come in and you're just like, you know, if you need to talk about this, I guess, yeah. let's, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had, I mean, I've had people that have even brought us out to their own houses and cooked for us because wow. they, they're like, you serve us every day. We want to serve you. And so it's having those experiences is mm-hmm. just such a unique opportunity for anybody that works in the coffee industry yeah. to be able to touch so many lives. Well, but I can say that one of us gets baked goods from people. I'm not going to say who, but there's only three of us here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, someone gets more appreciation than others, but... <laughs> Yeah. So yes, <laughs> all that to say, yeah, we know what that's like. As yeah, well. someone, you know, people come <laughs> in and they're like, you know, you guys helped us so much. I brought you these homemade baked goods, and mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it's so nice whenever they just yeah. That means that they're thinking of you, mm-hmm. not inside of your place of business. They're thinking of you at home, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's how really you cool helped like, out with something or. You know, something that you might have thought wasn't so so big, but it helped them out a ton. And that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've really impacted somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Right on. And uh, so it's neat neat to know that you can also do that with coffee, as a a coffee bar. Uh, One of the things that is cool about Trinity Street is that it's a coffee bar and it's also a full... Yeah. A full bar. Yes. And y'all <laughs> Depending yeah, on what kind of comfort you need. Right. You can get both and you have them all day. You know, if, you, yes, we do. if you're not a, you know, if you don't <laughs> like to have a drink, you know, after work every once in a while or whatever, you can still come and just get some coffee. Or some tea. And chill. Yeah. And mm-hmm. get that same cheers experience, but yes. you don't have to, you know, you don't have to drink spirits or beer or whatever. You can drink coffee. It doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. the same, yeah. same thing. But yes, we are a full coffee and cocktail bar here. It's the first time I've ever worked in the cocktail industry, mm-hmm. in the bar industry at all. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a whole new experience learning that whole craft mm-hmm. while intertwining it with what I've learned in the coffee industry. Mm-hmm. Just balancing flavors within drink making. It also correlates to the cocktail side too because that's essentially what you're doing. You're just, yeah. You have an idea and then you balance your flavors to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, when you started working here, and and everybody that all the uh, the folks that work behind the bar, they're all um, they all serve the the coffee and the drinks. They're all yes. trained, and they make all the the different yep. cocktails and everything. Uh, so that's cool. Did you have to do you have to go to bartender school? Uh, I did not. I've or? went through an initial training for bartending mm-hmm. with a bar over in Denton. Mm-hmm. We all did before we opened, and then after that has been. Self-taught, self-training, mm-hmm. learning, 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 mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. to podcasts, reading books, everything that I can do to kind of get up to speed with the craft cocktail industry, mm-hmm. following different social media pages mm-hmm. to understand what people are doing in the industry that 
you know, live in New York, live in LA, like other places that are not just Decatur because we are the only like cocktail bar here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so to get out, even going to Dallas, experiencing different flavors of different cocktails and the same thing with coffee too, just getting your palate, not like keep continuing your palate development Mm -hmm. throughout anything, Mm -hmm. whether it's coffee, cocktails, beer, wine, Food, all of it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Cool, yeah. Um, and I know that y'all do the the coffee and spirits. Yes, as well. Yes. Irish uh, coffees, the Irish cream lattes, the espresso latte. Yeah. Or not espresso, espresso uh, martini. martini. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That one. That one's cool. It's a yeah. good one. I like that. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do. It was pretty good. Um. So have you have you done any done any of the the cocktail development here? I know some of the folks have come up with some some creative things as well. Have you? Is yes. there any that you have, that have your name on it? Yes, I was kind of the forefront for our first one that we ever came out with as a Trinity Street Coffee Bar. It was called the Lovers Quarrel, and it mm-hmm. was one of those things to where I wanted just to have like I came to my other coworkers and I was like, I want to have a drink that has gin, blueberry lemon and pepper like like a like the spiciness of like a a black pepper Uh i was like i want that in a drink and so throughout like talking and like developing that drink we came up with the drink called lover's quarrel and it's a take on that Mm -hmm. gin blueberry lemon cracked pepper so yeah just drinks here and there i've come up with but overall we try to have it throughout our entire staff i might Mm -hmm. be in part of helping Mm -hmm. somebody develop their drink idea but essentially it's their idea and i'm just helping put you know their idea into an actual right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah and you can it's pretty tasty it does even though even i don't like gin yeah that's okay it still sounded tasty. It does. And he said gin. I'm like, mm, yeah. but then everything. I was like, okay, it maybe. Does, yeah, it sounds pretty <laughs> red. Yeah. Our uh, our bar manager actually has a lot of knowledge on different ways to bring out flavors as well. You know, the tall tall guy with yeah. the beard, Josh. Josh. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So he is our bar manager, and he came up with a lot of the drinks on the menu that we have right now. Mm-hmm. I mean. I would even come with him with the idea of being like, I want to do this. And he's like, great. And he like makes it into a drink. And so that's where his specialty is. And he's amazing at it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I remember having some interesting conversations with him about whiskey and, yes. <laughs> and, and, and he's very insightful. Fat washing with yes. the whiskey and stuff. <laughs> did, yeah. That one was so cool. <laughs> we still get asked about that one today. Yeah. Like, always. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't enjoy those kind of drinks if that's not your thing it's cool to come in and watch because yeah. for some of those it's really a process the, it is mm-hmm. like with the ones where y'all do the smoking and yep. the, there's a lot of smoked ones on the menu yeah at the those, moment as well. those are really cool and it always smells so good in here every time somebody orders <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah again manipulating different aspects that we have even yeah. going to the aroma mm-hmm. of different drinks mm-hmm. is another way to interplay on what people perceive as a cocktail yeah that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you do competitions. Is I that do. really cool? Yeah, I love doing competitions. Okay, well, tell me a little bit about that. Cause yeah. I'm, like, I see you sometimes in the paper that you went to do a competition. I'm just like, what 
does that entail? Yes. Like, what is that? <laughs> so there are many of competitions within the coffee industry. Um, the most popular one is going to be just different latte art throwdowns. Mm-hmm. And those can be small or big, mm-hmm. but most of them are going to be smaller, like within like a, a city limits, people will come out to. And so doing those latte art events really builds a, a great community around different shops within your area. Yeah. Latte art ones. I've done a couple of bigger competitions that involve just bring a cup, like bring cups of coffee in front of judges and then oh, them tasting it and, you know, checking how my extraction was. And it went from, I mean, I was judged on presentation. I was judged on uh, professionalism and then also the actual taste of the coffee, how much I wasted that aspect. Another one was uh, a barista competition to where you had to serve espresso, milk-based drinks, mm-hmm. also regular coffee to judges in a certain time frame while also keeping everything really clean and tidy and giving your presentation as well. That's cool. Yeah, hmm. but the most recent ones that I've done are is a competition called Coffee Masters, mm-hmm. and that's the one that I was put in the paper for. Yeah. And that one is a very realistic style competition for me. It, it showcases the most skills. Mm-hmm. And so it's a multidisciplinary competition. So it involves everything from blind tasting to brewing to knowing your origins, what coffee tastes like from different origins, mm-hmm. uh, cocktail making, drink building, latte art, all of it. Wow. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> intense competition. Yeah. And when you say latte art, you're talking about the foam where they have like the leaf we or the other. The milk thing. Yes. 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 Just how elaborate do some of those get? They can get pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whenever you go into like the the ja- uh, Japan culture has a very high quality on like latte art and like very intricate designs mm-hmm. while the American style is like what you said, like really big here's, leaves here's leaf, like yeah yeah big leaves <laughs> like hearts and stuff like that mm-hmm. while in australia as well they'll like do like koalas and monkeys and bumblebees <laughs> like all yeah. these crazy designs mm-hmm. i try to duplicate it and it's too hard for me <laughs> but yeah i i mean latte art is kind of what I first started out loving in the coffee industry. Mm-hmm. I loved like the guest experience, but then I was like, God, it's so cool. I want to like learn how to pour yeah. all this stuff. And then I like wasted so much milk <laughs> just trying to learn all these new designs. And I was like, I'll go buy another $3 thing of milk. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just part of your art supplies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Right on. You, so you mentioned that, uh, that some of these, um, one of the aspects in these contests was knowing the origins and how different coffee origins, yes, um, the different profiles or, or qualities or flavors or, of the beans. Um, yeah. What can you tell us about that? So, so like a kind of a bigger picture of it is that so any coffees that come from Africa mm-hmm. are going to have like a fruitier flavor mm-hmm. profile compared to coffees that come from like Central and South America. Uh, Central and South America will have more of like a caramely, chocolatey flavor profile, 
while if you get like an Ethiopian coffee mm-hmm. or like a Kenyan coffee, it's going to be like really high acidity with a lot of fruit popping through. And that just comes from the different varieties that are grown there mm-hmm. and the different processes that are also used while growing and um, getting certain flavors to develop in the coffee itself. Mm-hmm. So um, is it anything like grapes in the wine industry? Like, does it have to do with the soil and the stress yes, it, on the coffee beans and things like that? Or It has to do with um, the a lot on two different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So the variety of the coffee is going to tell you a lot on how the flavor is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because any if you think about apples in the same way, how if you have a... A red delicious versus a honey crisp versus a green apple. Mm-hmm. Like they're all in the same spectrum of apples, but they're all different varieties of it. Mm-hmm. They all have, they're all different sizes. Right. They all taste differently. Well, that's the same thing with coffee is that there are different varieties of coffee and they all taste different. They all have their own certain flavor characteristics. And the second aspect is going to be the processing of it. So after the coffee cherry is fully matured, you can process it either washed or natural or the two main types. Mm -hmm. And washed coffees will be very clean on their flavor profile. Um, The acidity will be toned down a little bit more. uh, While opposed to a natural, it's going to be very high acidity. It's going to be very fruity because the naturals, you actually let the coffee seed dry within the cherry itself Mm -hmm. and so all of that fruit influence from the coffee cherry goes into the seed so you get a very fruity coffee that goes along with it Mm -hmm. that's actually the oldest way of processing coffee Mm -hmm. Wow! right on yeah it's all this inspiring you to grow your own coffee (laughs) (laughs) I i don't know about that i think somebody asked me Something about whether I grow something, whether it was coffee or something like that, the other day. And I was like, <laughs> I, don't, grow I, don't grow, I don't grow anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things usually die when I try to grow them. <laughs> That's how I am as well. Not a green thumb. Yeah. Nope. Me either. Um, I just, I've, I've thought about it, uh, like the coffee, the origins and things. I thought, I've thought about it a lot recently because one of the the video games that I've been playing, Persona 5, uh, your character gets taken in by this uh, this gentleman who runs a coffee and curry shop. And one of the things they include in the game is little bits of coffee trivia. Really? When I first started reading it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to need to know this later because it's going to be important. <laughs> yeah. And then later I realized they're just telling you this. just are just telling you coffee cool. trivia. Well, that's because awesome. It's cool. That's great. It's so cool. Well, you're learning things. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of neat. And you go, you know, you... Uh, you live the life of this uh, this Japanese high school student in Tokyo, and uh, and you know you go in this coffee shop and and there's this really chill music playing and it feels very much mm-hmm. like going in the coffee shop in the real life. And yeah, you get to learn about the coffee and that's awesome. Learn how to make coffee. So I always throw something game related into all always. this because that's my that's my <laughs> that's thing. His thing. Yeah. I was wondering when it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But this time it was Persona 5 and not Resident Evil, so. That's true. This is good. Yeah. No coffee We're branching out. <laughs> There's no coffee in Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, not that I'm aware of. I'm sure you would have found it by I'm now. I'm sure I would have found it. Yeah. Uh, 
so speaking of that, um, <laughs> since since uh, uh, since I brought it up, well, I would I. I, I plan to ask this as I was thinking about oh, okay, Persona 5 and the coffee and curry shop because even before I played that, one of the things that uh, I'd always thought would be really cool to have would be a curry latte. Like, the yeah. have with like kind of the flavor profiles from like a green curry. Kind of yeah, creamy and spicy. Just like this. Yeah. That's exactly how some of these drinks get it made. Happen. Yeah. yeah, so at uh, one of my old shops... We wanted to do a twist on, like, something pumpkin, but we wanted to make it really savory. Mm-hmm. So we did a mixture of pumpkin and miso. Oh. Yeah, red miso paste. <laughs> yeah. And so it was very interesting. Like you said about the bone broth earlier, it's one that you want to try. Some people loved it. Some returned it immediately. <laughs> 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 it was one of those things to where we're, we just want to be able to change the idea of what coffee mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. camp so we can know what it can be. Sure. And that's my biggest thing. On If we're going to push the industry forward, we have to kind of think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And you have to make people kind of change their, their typical understanding of what one beverage is. Yeah, because you, you can't, because if all you ever do is make the same stuff, then you'll just, that's all you'll ever have is just the same stuff. Yeah, and if, I don't, I don't know, I always have a, a weird perspective of like, if I want to have somebody think of something different, they have to see it differently too. Mm-hmm. So like, not only is it just the taste, it's also visual mm-hmm. on like what you, because you always eat with your eyes first. And so right. making something visually different is another way of like changing somebody's perspective. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. That's very yeah. That's very uh, that's very artistic. Well, thank you. You know. Um, yeah. There's a lot of art that goes into this. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know until we started talking about. It. I'm like, oh, this is very creative, very very artsy. Yeah. There. I mean, even at the farm level, the the farmers are not. We aren't the only the artistic ones that get to play it with it at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. The farmers at Origin also get to be artistic in the way that they like what varietals they grow and how they process it because i mean if you're in guatemala and you're growing a variety that you've never grown before you don't know how it's going to turn out and then once the coffee is matured you get to play with it in different ways like am i going to do it washed am i going to do it natural am i going to do it somewhere in between am i going to try a brand new process and all that you find out which one works the best mm-hmm. and then you get to sell it and introduce a new way of doing something mm-hmm. and you maybe even make a little bit more money off of it too mm-hmm. yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah what i'm just thinking all the other random coffee stuff that i've run into over the years like yeah um the, the civet cat coffee do you remember that no. I think they were selling out on Think Geek for a while. It was like there were the civet cats eat the coffee beans and then oh, and they then collect the the droppings poop. after yeah. and get the coffee beans out. Kopi Luwak. Yeah. Yep. Is that... I'm pretty sure I blocked that out of my mind. I've never had it. I've just heard rumors <laughs> about it. Actually. I know it existed. I, yeah. I thought we were planning does. on buying it one time and I'm, drinking it. Yeah, just maybe. Just to say that we did. <laughs> but I think it was like, you know... Thirty dollars for like a ten ounce bag yeah. or yes. something ridiculous like that. <laughs> was it before I went vegan? Because it sounds like something I would say no to now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
That's cool. I just I just wanted to touch base <laughs> on that. Yeah. Um, if you don't have any thoughts on that, that's cool. It sounds, yeah, it sounds a little gimmicky to me. Yeah, I haven't heard. I've never had it, and I also haven't really heard of anybody that has had it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We all know that it's out there, that it exists. Yeah, Yeah, we all know it's there. (laughs) But (laughs) no one's tried it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's cool. (laughs) Kind of like one of those, you know, eating uh, something really weird. and uh, It's supposed to be good because it's a delicacy, even though it's like, I would never really normally eat that. Well, this is this has all really grown my appreciation for coffee, mm-hmm. from Good. from seed to cup, indeed. Yes. Um, and like, like I said, I drink coffee all day, probably more than is is good for anybody but like, <laughs> i've gotten to the point where i just drink it like like water yeah and if it's good i mean, I mean you it's know. like 98 percent water so yeah yeah I'm like you know you're fine you're still getting hydrated <laughs> yeah 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 but all you know of course in the caffeine that's really the jitteries yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if i get jitters anymore i used to yeah not anymore after doing it for almost six years you don't really get jitters <laughs> anymore <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I hear people talk about how like, oh, I had coffee too late, and now I, I couldn't go to sleep, and I'm like, that, that doesn't happen to me. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still have that yeah. problem. If I have coffee too late in the afternoon, I'm just like, oh no. Mm-hmm. But I still do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I've heard. I'm training. <laughs> I'm in training. Yeah. The other day I mentioned uh, just for more fun random coffee related things the other day i mentioned coke black do you coke black yes i do (laughs) yeah i you know what i actually just speaking of infusing different things with coffee i just was listening to a podcast today Mm -hmm. about how lacombe lacombe i'm not sure exactly how to say it Mm -hmm. um they partnered with miller and they are doing a hard coffee. A hard coffee? Yeah. You know how White Claw and everything is like hard the seltzer? Hard seltzer. Doing yeah. A hard yeah. Coffee. Huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd have to try it. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little interested. I know PBR also just released their first hard coffee beer thing. Oh, too. that does. Yeah, not so not so much there. Not no, not P, not PBR. Um, I have had a few coffee stouts. Yeah, with coffee I've had coffee. The, yeah, those are coffee good. stouts. Yeah. They're, yes, they're great. This whole hard coffee, though, I'm not too sure yeah. about. Mm-hmm. I think the thought has occurred to me, like if you brewed the coffee and then I don't know, it was like really sweet coffee, and then you just let the whatever the the sugar in there just ferment with the coffee. I'm not yeah. sure how the coffee would affect the yeast and the the fermentation process or whatever. But I would I would try it. I'd try yeah. it once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely am interested enough to try it for sure. Yeah, I like it's it just sounds so off the wall that I just have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check it off the list. It's yeah. got to be better than than Coke Black. That that was yes. awful. That was not. Good. It was an awful idea. I remember seeing it when I was young, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Coke and coffee, two of my favorite things. That's great. <laughs> and then and then you have it. It's like, it's the worst. Nope. 
No, it took it, two great things. And it didn't turn out great. Anyway, didn't turn out great. Yeah, I think that uh, that you could just brew some coffee and and put it on ice and then and then top it off with Coke and it would still be better than yes than Coke Black. <laughs> there are places that do. Um, like there's a coffee shop in Waco that does Dr Pepper with a shot of with a shot of espresso. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. The birthplace of Dr Pepper. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your clubs. You got the Whiskey Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have the Whiskey Club that meets every third Monday of the month, and we bring in a whiskey expert who walks us through four different whiskeys that we don't have on oh. our shelves yet. And he talks about them. We have uh, charcuterie boards that come in. And it's kind of just a really nice, fun time mm-hmm. to get to experience and hang out with a bunch of people that you never would. And then our wine club meets the first Tuesday of every month. And we bring in six brand new wines. Mm-hmm. And we have Josh actually walk everybody through it. All the six different wines. And then you will get a glass of your favorite. Of the wines from the night. And then, yeah, that's kind of our two clubs that we have going on. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And uh, you can, uh, I remember you can pay to just do one if you want to try it out. Or you can get a, what, six months? Yeah, you can sign up for a year membership. Or you can just do one at a time. Um, Part of being a member, one of the perks is that you can come in any time during the rest of that month. And get your tasting in case you weren't able to make it on oh, okay. that particular oh, night. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to take some relief off of putting so much stress on coming on one night. Having mm-hmm. to be there on a certain night exactly. a certain time. Yeah. yeah, you just won't get the whole class experience mm-hmm. and like that side of it. But you still get your tastings, which the tastings are always over the price of the actual club mm-hmm. themselves. So mm-hmm. It's very cool to get to experience four new whiskeys or six new wines and maybe have an appreciation for if you thought you didn't like rise and then you had a rye that kind of changed your mind or if you don't like reds at all and then you had a red you're like wow that was yeah that was actually really good Mm -hmm. and so it's all about like changing perspectives and getting people to try new things that's cool yeah well we also have partnerships with you guys we do do. trivia night on the third thursday of every month at seven yes the office was this last month mm-hmm. and it was crazy so, that was crazy <laughs> was that the busiest one so yes. far the yes. best teams and everything yes, yes. harry yeah. potter came close yes and that's kind of what we were like planning on <laughs> and then it was way crazy way beyond than harry yeah potter. <laughs> what was it 34 teams oh my 100, gosh 130 people yeah that sounds about right there was, a, was I walked in and I felt like there was about that many. Yeah, I like, oh. Standing, standing room <laughs> only. Standing room only. But so, man, it was such a great night. Yeah, I think everybody had yeah. fun. The yeah. questions were awesome. <laughs> good. <laughs> they were so good. Yes, people were, ra- were raving about how the questions were, and especially the last one. All the cats. The cats. All the cats. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised somebody got 11. Oh, me too. 11 me too. of them. Yeah. I was just like, wow. <laughs> and, and you said they got both bandits. They got both bandits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because that was one of the things that I was like, if they just put bandit, it's that's fine. One. But it's only one. Yeah. Bandit 2. Like, his name is Bandit 2. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
got to get that one specific. That's yeah. exactly. But yeah, trivia, big hit. Yeah. Um, we're starting a book club. Starting a book club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Books on Tap, which will be the fourth Tuesday of the month at 6.30. And that is going to be uh, on a fourth Tuesday of the month. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes. So just to mention that... We decided to do this episode because October 1st was International Coffee Day, and we thought it'd be great to chat about coffee, so be sure to stop by Trinity Street Coffee on every day, but especially October yeah, 1st. Yeah, especially October Especially 1st. October 1st. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I would do different, because I drink, <laughs> I drink coffee all the International time. International Coffee Day is the same as International Beer Day. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, it's just, like, yeah, what? It's like, what? It's like, well, I guess I have an excuse now. I <laughs> guess I'm celebrating. Gonna, but it's going to happen anyways. Oh, good mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come, get coffee. Yes, for sure. And and uh, enjoy the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a neat place. And it's like, you come in and it's like you're in a completely different place but it's still wise county I'm exactly. not, you know, you know? Yeah. yeah we wanted to create something that fit decatur but also fit what people would want to go out on date mm-hmm. nights and right. do. so we created a really nice hospitable place that welcomes all age groups at mm-hmm. all times mm-hmm. while not just being you know just a coffee shop or just a bar we mm-hmm. wanted to create somewhere in the middle to where everybody felt comfortable at all times and mm-hmm. so I think we really achieved that here. Yeah. I'm very excited to be part of Trinity Street. Yeah, it's a it's a great addition to our community. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Casey, for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. Great talks mm-hmm. about coffee and customer service and yeah, and uh, all, all other the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything that has to everything go around. in between. <laughs> yes. Cool. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And this has been the Long Overdue Podcast.